You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. The T-Biz podcast and blog connect you directly to experts in the tea lands. Listen as their voices reveal the news, innovations, cultural insights, and consumer trends that most impact the industry. Paired with Tea Journey, a digital magazine for tea enthusiasts, the T-Biz portal is a global resource for everyone who loves tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. The UAE consensus calls for a transition away from fossil fuels. AVPA contest winners celebrate at a Paris Awards Gala. And Kenya budgets an expansion of tea blending and packing capability. Plus, tea blending is more tech-intensive than ever as the industry responds to consumer demand for more sophisticated tea blends and functional herbal beverages in convenient formats. Economies of scale favor manufacturers that have invested in robotics, automation, bottling lines, and environmental-friendly packaging solutions, explains Q-Trade Teas and Herbs CEO Manjeev Jayakumar. Last week, Jayakumar announced a friendly merger with Sun Garden Tea, a specialty tea wholesaler. Manjeev joins us this week to discuss the merger and current trends in blending, formulating, and packaging tea. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. A consensus of nations gathered in Dubai agreed this week that the world must transition away from fossil fuels. The language is measured, calling for a transition in energy systems, quote, in a just, orderly, and equitable manner, accelerating action in this critical decade, end quote. Measurable targets include, quote, triple renewable energy capacity globally and double the global average annual rate of energy efficiency improvements by 2030, end quote. The UAE consensus clarifies that oil, gas, and coal 
must remain underground to tackle the climate crisis effectively. Adopting the historical document, fiercely opposed by a record number of oil and gas lobbyists attending this year's COP28, also addressed the impact on human health for the first time. Economists debated the transition cost and human rights activists pressed for relief for the world's rural growers. Scientists argued at length about concentrations of atmospheric CO2 and the cause of temperature variations. But everyone agreed that a changing climate poses immediate health threats. During the two-week gathering, the United Nations organized its first COP Health Day, an event attended by ministers from 49 nations and senior representatives from 100 countries. Attendees debated and adopted a declaration of climate and health to tackle the health threats posed by climate change. Since then, 142 nations have signed the declaration and $2.1 billion has been pledged to develop health targets, finance climate and health projects, and to help prevent the countless deaths that accompany each one-tenth of a degree of global warming. Business Insight It was once thought that the mercury in thermometers had to cross the threshold of 100 degrees Fahrenheit to kill, but at 100% humidity, which is common in the tea lands, Temperatures as low as 95 degrees Fahrenheit, that's about 35 degrees Celsius, are fatal. In addition to lethal humidity, high temperatures accelerate waterborne illnesses like cholera, which are more prolific, storms are more intense, and wildfires and landslides are more common. Prize winners from France, Netherlands, Sweden, Vietnam, China, India, Peru, and South Africa rub shoulders with AVPA jury members, consultants, journalists, and diplomats over a sumptuous buffet as recipients gathered to accept gold awards and gourmet commendations at the 6th International Teas of the World Contest. TBiz correspondent and Frédéric Diraud writes, quote, it was a convivial evening in Paris with Philippe Juglar, founder of the AVPA, Corinne Baudry, president of the jury, and other members of the jury present, champagne in hand. Juglar described the contest as, quote, an interesting competition whose international influence is growing with a quality significantly higher than the previous year, end quote. He emphasized, quote, Lots of teas, diversity, and creativity. It's a pleasure for the jury to discover, end quote. 300 teas from 20 countries were in competition for 167 awards, of which 37 were gold. First to receive an award was Barrel Tea from the Netherlands, an infusion a bit out of the category, according to judges. It's an unusual idea involving the infusion of wood from barrels containing spirits. The gold was for cognac and the silver for scotch whiskey. Henry Kokek, the founder, is delighted with the recognition in the capital of gastronomy, which will enable him to establish the credibility of his four unique infusions, bourbon, cognac, rum, and whiskey. Among the winners, confirming the excellence of their selection, were Nunshen from France and Sobika from Vietnam. 
and Chen won two gold gourmet medals for a spring darsling from Figuri Tea Estate and for a scented creation called Blue d'Isle, consisting of blue pea flowers with a ginger and citrus tone. Sobika won five medals and distinctions, including a gold gourmet award for an unflavored, scented blend named Ogaba Panzu. The blend relies on the anti-stress and anti-fatigue virtues of Gaba Oolong. Quality and traceability are the two pillars of this tea house, highlighting Vietnamese terroirs and combining them with ingredients from all over the world to create a fragrant blend that often wins AVPA awards. See a complete list of winners in a photo slideshow of the event on the T-Biz blog. That's t-biz.com. Blending and packaging in the tea lands is far more lucrative than exporting bulk tea to be processed at destination countries. Value addition generates foreign exchange dollars, boosts farmers' earnings, expands employment, and reduces logistics costs. Local packers had valued only 10% of Kenya's tea before export. Last week, Kenyan Cabinet Secretary Mithika Linturi, who heads the Agriculture and Livestock Development Ministry, described national treasury-approved incentives budgeted to expand value addition in the new year. He also announced the government's decision to suspend the VAT, that's a value-added tax, on tea that is processed in-country. The goal set by President William Ruto is to add value to at least 40% of tea exports during the next five years. Lynn Turry told attendees at the annual meeting of directors of the Kenya Tea Development Agency, KTDA, that the government intends to, quote, unlock the potential, end quote, of Kenya's tea. KTDA operates 57 bulk processing facilities and buys about 60% of the tea grown in Kenya. Eleven of the KTDA factories are currently producing Orthodox tea. Two KTDA factories are installing new Orthodox tea lines. Quote, I urge KTDA-managed tea factories to leverage these incentives to upscale their manufacture of Orthodox tea and value addition at factory level, instead of continuing to make bulk tea sales, end quote, said Linturi. Directors were enthusiastic. KTDA Holdings Chief Executive Wilson Muthura said KTDA's current business plan encourages greater diversity of tea offerings and targets specialty tea production. Quote, Our focus is to deepen footprints in the key international markets, this allows us to diversify our markets and ease the reliance on black CTC, he said. Efforts to increase value addition in-country date back to 1979 when Kenya created Kitipa, the Kenya Tea Packers Association. At that time, there were few domestic brands. Kitipa Pride accounted for 100% of domestic sales for a decade, before declining to a 36% share in 2022. There are now 200 packers operating in Kenya, supplying teas to Somalia, Sudan, UAE, Tanzania, and Zanzibar, and overseas markets in the UK, US, and Japan. 
Business Insight. Cabinet Minister Lenturi urged KTDA to explore trade opportunities within the African Continental Free Trade Area. The tariff-free trade zone proposed in 2018 is still in the process of ratification by member countries. Once that process is complete, the trade area will encompass 1.3 billion people across 55 countries, becoming the world's largest market for goods and services, with a combined gross domestic product valued at 3.4 trillion U.S. dollars. Next, Arvinda Anand Tharaman in Bengaluru reports this week's India Tea News. India Tea News for the week ending December 15, 2023. The Indian tea industry is looking keenly at regenerative agriculture. Uh, the sector seems to be looking keenly at adopting regenerative agricultural practices and achieving net zero carbon emissions. This week, the Tea Research Association, TRA, announced a partnership with Bumitra, a soil carbon marketplace. The partnership is set to bring Bumitra's expertise in regenerative agri-practices to TRA members and enable them to generate additional income from the sale of carbon credits. Recently, trustee of the Domestic Sustainability Call for Indian Tea also announced the addition of regenerative agriculture as part of its revised code published this year, offering its members a regenerative agriculture roadmap to adopt and follow. And now the news, West Bengal Chief Minister visits the Duars. Chief Minister Mamza Banerjee visited the Duars this week following the state government's decision to award land rights to workers living and working in tea gardens and also building homes for them. The Chief Minister said that she'd handed the papers of Pattas to 6,000 tea workers in the Alipurda district. What should follow next, she says, is the process of identifying land in the tea gardens that can be allotted to them. 120,000 rupees per person is also being sanctioned towards house construction. For the tea population is a significant vote bank and this move is considered to be a game changer for the current government. And lastly, we are looking at more focus on women's empowerment in Assam's tea gardens. The Women's Safety Accelerator Fund, WSAF, signed a memorandum of understanding with the Assam State Rural Livelihoods Mission on December 1st. To empower women in tea gardens and positively change their lives, this partnership will leverage opportunities that the State Livelihood Mission provides and focus on areas such as bridging the living income gap, equipping women and girls with crucial skills and innovative technologies, and also capacity building programs. The press report from WSAF included an added emphasis on developing alternative livelihood options to enhance the socioeconomic prospects of these communities. And now... A word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Nish. I grew up in an organic tea farm and founded Nepal Tea Collective in 2016. Tea is not just a beverage for me, but a catalyst for social change, sustainably empowering hardworking artisans like my parents for the past 30 years. I'm on a mission to make the whole world aware of the goodness of Nepali teas and the good that comes from supporting growers in this remarkable land. If you haven't tasted Nepali teas yet, you're missing out. Our award-winning teas are making headlines. Find out why. Visit Nepal Tea Collective's website to get a free sample of this extraordinary taste of the Himalayas. That's Nepal Tea Collective, 
gmail.com or just send me an email at nish n-i-s-h at nepaltycollective.com cheers tea blending is more tech intensive than ever as the industry responds to consumers seeking more sophisticated tea blends and functional beverages in convenient formats. Economies of scale favor manufacturers capable of investing in robotics, automation, bottling lines, and environmentally friendly packaging solutions, explains Q-Trade Teas and Herbs CEO Manjeev Jayakumar. Last week, Jayakumar announced a friendly merger with Sun Garden Tea, a specialty tea wholesaler. Benjeev joins us this week to discuss the merger and current trends in manufacturing and packaging specialty tea. Benjeev Jayakumar, a Harvard University graduate, worked on Wall Street as a financial analyst for Goldman Sachs for several years before joining Q-Trade Tea and Herbs in 2005. Q-Trade was founded by his father, Manik Jayakumar, in 1994. Manjeev is the company's chief executive officer. Since I joined, in many ways, it's sort of been a whirlwind of trying to keep up with our clients uh, who grew in exciting ways, who innovated in exciting ways and really pushed us to support them in ways that we never thought possible. And so I've enjoyed the process of helping build this company and to help uh, advise and support the businesses of our clients. During Q-Trade's early years, coffee roaster and retailer Craig Min, founder of LaMille Coffee, began wholesaling and blending specialty tea. His Alhambra-based Sun Garden Tea and Cerritos-based Q-Trade were nearly neighbors in the vast expanse of the industrial belt east of Los Angeles. Their proximity and compatibility led the two companies to collaborate frequently, a relationship formally recognized in the merger. Thanks so much, Manjeev for joining us on the T-Biz Podcast. This is a friendly merger between two well-known companies. Craig Men had been involved in business for a long time. Both companies offer fine tea. Both are aligned to supply organic, sustainable, and fair trade specialty teas. Will you describe how the merger came about and how it benefits wholesale customers? Sun Garden and Q-Trade Teas are local uh, neighbors. You know, Sun Garden is located about 30 minutes away from us. And we do have a history of collaboration. And, you know, over the years, we have discussed the possibility of what would being together look like and, you know, would it make sense? And this summer, Craig and I sat down and we wanted to look at it in detail. And as we began to look at the details, we really began to feel that there's compelling reason to do this. Uh, that uh, it would be beneficial, the economies of scale would be positive, and the expanded set of sort of ingredients and services would be welcomed by both our client communities. A lot of this was really possible because of a very shared history and awareness of the organic and fair trade communities going back to 1998. And there was a fair amount of collaboration that predated my 
joining of QTrade, uh, where Craig and my father had interacted. And so there was a really a good foundation uh, to build upon. And uh, I think to answer your second question of what this means to our shared clients, first, there is a deepening and widening of uh, our organic and fair trade tea and botanical and spice selection. Uh, so we now offer both organic and fair trade teas from kind of the historical origins, both China and India, but you know, ranging from Vietnam all the way to Mozambique. And we're very, very excited about these real intriguing and new origins that have a lot of value to offer our clients. But we also feel that the new set of services that uh, our company brings can be really valuable to the shared set of clients on blending and packing to bottling and other things as well. Will you discuss the growing sophistication of value addition as formats expand and brands introduce complex blends of functional condition-specific teas and those with extensive and exotic inclusions? So there is growing demand across the spectrum of function and traditional sensory expectations of tea. The two newest formats that we get a lot of requests for from our client community are stick packs, which is really on the functional side. It's a, a convenient format and it has sort of multiple applications. And uh, it's an exciting new way to reach a community of teas, a new community of tea consumers. The other is the tea in cans. And so this is a growing format across not only tea, but many other categories, including water, as you know. And uh, there are some wonderful products, both in the still and sparkling category that we support. And so we are very excited about these two particular formats. Blending, packaging, adding flavors, and even bottling tea is shifting closer to the tea lands and logistics hubs like Dubai and Mombasa. Market researchers at IBIS World describe the contraction of these services in destination countries in Europe and the U.S. It's an important part, what I would describe as the ecosystem of services uh, to support brands to deliver the consumer experience that they're looking for. And the increased sophistication of companies at countries of origin and the development of hubs like in Dubai are really making a difference. And as we think about it from our perspective, it really offers us uh, expanded reach and capabilities uh, to leverage relationships uh, built over several decades uh, where we can offer products, solutions, both onshore here in the United States to service the North American market, but leverage infrastructure and real expertise uh, at origin as well. So we welcome it. And I think it's a very positive thing. And we have learned a lot from origin. And, uh, you know, clients seem to be embracing it as well. But we believe sort of the optimal solution is sort of this hybrid mix of uh, because it's it's still very product specific and solution specific, which supply chains can benefit from this new infrastructure and expertise. And I would say that there's still some concern about, you know, there's still an overhang from COVID and supply chain risks that happen there. While there's an effort to move towards origin, there's still a fair amount of interest to manage risk in the supply chains and to localize where possible. 
In manufacturing, scale matters. Automation, robotic sorting, bottling, pyramid bagging, packaging, and high-volume V-blenders packed into a 70,000-square-foot facility make Q-Trade's capabilities formidable. Yet Q-Trade retains smaller clients, stocks minor herbs, and offers small-scale customizations. That's a really good question. Over the last 10 years in particular, we have made a big effort to build an infrastructure that can support specialty teeth at scale. We grew up blending one pound uh, at a time, custom blending one pound for our clients in 2006. Gradually, those volumes increased as uh, our clients' demand grew. And we built, we really focused on building a company that can do those same types of complex, beautiful, and aromatic blends at the 25,000 pound level as well. During this sort of transition, as we built more infrastructure, we have retained some of our smaller clients. And certainly with the this merger, we have acquired a new community of smaller clients that uh, reminds us of our origin. And I must say those clients are still by far the most passionate uh, and the most innovative clients. We have learned so much from them and continue to do so. And uh, there's a lot of passionate people within the company who really like that segment as well. So it is difficult to manage these two ends of the spectrum, but that's part of where the skill comes in, in developing inventory solutions and blending systems to, so you can do both well economically. And it is, it is a challenge, but that's what we hope to bridge. There is a persistent glut of tea, a veritable surging sea of mediocre commodity-grade offerings produced mainly by smallholders. Pinched between inflation-weary grocers and oversupply, the industry has seen exports flatten and tea prices depressed. Yet everywhere I travel in the tea land, small growers are breaking ground and breaking their backs, boosting yields. How has this impacted tea manufacturers? What can be done? You know, it's it's a situation we've been watching with concern, but uh, thankfully our particular ecosystem of supply chains, which focus on organic, fair trade, and specialty teas, while not entirely immune to this, has been uh, protected. And I think sort of inherent in what has insulated them from this pressure is their focus on quality and long-term customer relationships. I'm not exactly sure how to transition kind of that, the pressure for yield that is uh, driven by governments and understandably responded by small farmers uh, to translate that into something more economically sustainable because quality takes time and it takes uh, time not only to build quality products, but for clients to become aware uh, that you are developing growing quality products. So there isn't a, a, any short-term fix on the horizon that I can think of except that quality and value addition and uniqueness uh, does have insulation in this market uh, because the commodity markets, as you mentioned, are somewhat saturated right now. There's ebbs and flows and, you know, mix some mix of cynicism and optimism. And for us, we remain long-term optimistic about the future of tea. We just feel that as a 
you know, on the industry side, we have to be as innovative as possible to respond to changes in trends. And it forces us to be, us to be nimble and learn uh, faster than sometimes we'd like to, but uh, that I, and change our business model to support this growth. So it remains a wonderful industry to be part of. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Produced by Adavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.